My name is Diana Riza. Pronouns are she, her, they. And I'm Shante Hanks. Welcome to the Diversity in Higher Education podcast. The Diversity in Higher Education podcast is recorded out of Southern Connecticut State University in New Haven, and it was developed to bridge the gap between academia and the community on issues of diversity, equity, and inclusion. I'm here with our host, Dr. Diana Riza, the university's first chief diversity, equity, and inclusion officer. Dr. Diane, can you give us a little bit of background about your role here at Southern and what you'd like to see happen through this podcast? I've just been here a few months and so privileged and excited to be part of Southern. I've been doing a lot of listening circles with faculty, staff, and students. uh, And not only have I learned a lot, uh, the podcast, I think, really helps us really situate what a chief diversity officer does does at an institution because these positions have become really more, you know, not just that we've added more of these positions in the last few years, 2016, uh, you know, like uh, like an increase, a sudden increase, but due to the current climate, institutions see the need of not just having a multicultural director this, this work that was very focused on student affairs back in the day, now we're looking at chief diversity officers at really strategizing how to th- be intentional, mindful of how to thread this work throughout curriculum, senior leadership, student affairs, academic affairs, development. So these positions are more critical now than ever to really attack anti-racism, anti-oppression, And really, at Southern, to really lift our voice to be a social justice university. Well, I got to say, we alumni are so grateful to have you here as well at Southern. I wish you were here when I was here, because history has a way of repeating itself. And I think a lot of what's going on on the campus right now, this this same climate that we're feeling, um, we felt some 20 years ago. So before we dig a little deeper into your work, I'll take a minute just to introduce myself and why I'm here. I'm here because, I, I don't know, I never stay away very long. It, it's funny. Um, I'm always on campus. Um, I have an older nephew that graduated from Southern. Friends and, and family, every time, you know, a child is embarking on their higher education, uh, their applications, um, I always plug Southern. And so I always find a reason to come. And currently, I have two nephews that are here, a freshman and a senior. So um, I'm a very active alumni here. Southern's my second home. Um, I lived here the second longest of anywhere. I was on this campus almost 10 years. um, And people always say, well, it took you that long to graduate? No, it didn't. (laughs) I transferred to Southern from an HBCU down in Atlanta, Clark Atlanta University. And um, I came here, completed my undergrad degree. I was a super senior. (laughs) And um, I got involved in the Black Student Union. I became an RA, stayed a grad intern. I just loved the campus. It really felt like my home away from home. Um, and I became a hall director. So I completed my master's while here, and I also did my six-year degree here. So um, that's why I say I was on this campus for nine years. I feel very much a part of the culture. Uh, when we were here, the Multicultural Center was a, a, a little, small little space 
probably not even a thousand square feet. So I'm really proud of the space that we have in the uh, Dante Center and how the campus has grown. Even Bewley Library, my first um, job here on campus as a student worker, I worked on Fridays uh, <laughs> at the uh, reserve <laughs> desk at Bewley <laughs> Library. So, you know, I, I, I know every aspect of this campus. I lived in probably... 90% of the residence halls. I huh. think Schwartz might be the only hall I didn't live in. Yeah. So, yeah, this is my home. So whenever something's going on at Southern, I'm here. So this is this is just really, for me, playing in my backyard. And I know that because you also were part of this social justice student activism forum not too long ago. And you were also part of another forum. So you are so <laughs> part of Southern in so many ways. Absolutely. And, and, and plan to be. You know, when I was younger on Southern's campus during homecoming, I learned that homecoming is really about the alumni, right? Mm -hmm. And I noticed the years, the graduating classes that were involved in the annual breakfast and, and the parades and such. And I said, you know, I want to be involved like that. You know, and it really doesn't take, um, I don't have that kind of money where I can have this huge endowment, at least not yet. But I think giving of your time and yes. being present on campus and lending some uh, support and guidance to the students here, it makes a huge difference. I know it did for me. So that's also, um, you know, I joke, but that's really why I come back on campus. It makes all the difference in the world. And you know, Shantae, if I can say, the, the many students that when they see you uh, on a panel, in a forum, speaking your, your truth, speaking your, about your experience here, it, it not just resonates with them, but it also speaks to the legacy of our, the importance of our alums and how the giving back to them just strengthens, strengthens their experience here at Southern. So I thank you for that, really do. Absolutely, happy to do it, thank you. Well, Diane, I know why I chose Southern. I'm actually a second-generation Southern student. My mom, as I often say, was in Mr. Barber's first SCOP class in 1972. But what I'm curious to know, and I'm sure our listeners would like to know, is what made you choose Southern? I mean, you've had this extensive career in academia, and you probably could have gone anywhere in the country, probably one of those Ivy League you know, research institutions, but you chose Southern, which I'm very proud of. Um, but I'd like to know what made you come to this campus? My heart never left Connecticut, so that, I've been here a number of years, and so Connecticut always has been a home for me. Uh, Southern, just in the intentionality of aspir aspiring to be a social justice university, no other institution in this country speaks about social justice at an institutional level in the same way I hear it and see it here. Being connected to New Haven, that we are part of this community, it's not that it sits in isolation of greater New Haven, it's with the community. Uh, I think that um, probably is the icing on the cake. Um, as I drive into the neighborhood, I feel that we are greater New Haven. It's not that we're just Southern. Some of the work, you know, as I'm, as, you know, again, just being here just in, in my three and a half months, um, not only uh, really trying to listen more to students and where they see the glass half full or half empty, uh, sometimes we get caught up in what is not happening, but there's so much amazing work happening already. The, my work is to 
really um, communicate that to the institution and to the community uh, as to what we're doing right. And then also trying to be the conductor of all these musicians because <laughs> there's a lot of good instruments. Yeah. So not too long ago, I um, disseminated a, a draft of a plan for priorities and recommendations. And these were based on all the listening circles uh, that I uh, that I had with and continue to have with uh, alumni, faculty, staff, and students about what we need to do better. And uh, a lot of uh, what I want to hear in these podcasts is how do we do that work? Where are students not feeling uh, uh, individuals hearing their voice? Um, where are students feeling like we're not there yet? How can the podcast? Uh, re-examine, articulate, further uh, support what we're not doing right. So I, I see this as a venue of many to communicate what we're doing right and where we need to do better work. Well, today is going to be the first of many uh, discussions around these really timely and um, I, I guess I'd say thought-provoking, um, passionate topics and I'm thinking of some of the folks that I would love to have join us and all of them are pretty passionate so um, I, I look forward to many more discussions and again this is the first um, and they're going to be focused on and it's important for me to point this out on diversity equity and inclusion um, because in the climate that we're in in our society those are topics that are really important to discuss and we want to make sure that folks feel comfortable in this setting, being able to have, you know, these intellectual spirited dialogues. So we'll really be open to letting folks share from their lens, their perspective and, and feel safe uh, because there'll be times that we may have some opposing views, but it's okay because we're going to respect everyone uh, involved. And I hope that you will continue to tune in to our series.